Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. The entrepreneurial operating system, the EOS, you're actually creating something that has got some future-proofing in it. It's really simple and it gets the point across quite well, I think. The importance of having a strategy and a plan and sticking to it. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. In this episode, we're going to talk about five books that we've read recently that we've really enjoyed and why we think you should read or listen to them too. There are a wide range of topics from marketing to being a good CEO to HR to... Business planning. Yeah. And even a... Is it an autobiography? No, it's a biography, isn't it? Well, yeah, he, yeah, he collaborated yeah, yeah. with it, didn't they? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a biography. Why do you start with that one? Okay. And this is probably my favourite, actually. And not so much of learning which I guess is the point of reading, but more for entertainment. So it's a bit of a cheap book, but... I think it's one that got you into listening to audiobooks, that one. It's a fun listen. It was the, one of the only ones where I've been excited to listen to it. Usually it's kind of, I get in the car and it's oh, talk sport and better not. So it's Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And Phil Knight is the founder of Nike, not Nike. Nike. When I say, I mean, it kind of is autobiography, but he didn't literally write it. He had a writer for him. So it is kind of an autobiography. Yeah. It's his words, it isn't is, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a brilliant book. It talks through the story of how he founded Blue Ribbon Sports, right? Oh, I think so, yeah. Blue Ribbon Sports. And he sold Osaka Tiger, which actually there's a shop in Wembley for it. I think it's Osaka Tiger Shoes. He had the license from China and he kept going to China and et cetera. And I won't ruin the story, but he gets done over by the factory. And the funny thing is he thinks it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him in his whole life. And you look back now and you think it was yeah. just another dot, as Steve Jobs would say. And he went traveling and think, did he meet a girl in front of the Nike temple? Something like that. But also he didn't like the name Nike. He submitted several names and the team chose Nike and he didn't like it. Didn't think it was a didn't think it was a goer. Mm, yeah. But just one interesting point is that at the end of the book it talks about how Mr. Dazzler, Adi Dazzler, got offered the air technology in a Nike Air mm -hmm. for a hundred thousand pounds and turned it down so it was useless. So he thought, oh, I'll take it on <laughs> and now it's Yeah, so one of the biggest parts of the Nike shoe I'd say. No, yeah. we both listen to books and read them, but you don't read as many as I do. I don't read at all at the moment. Don't you? No. It's a good skill to keep going. I know. I find it hurts my head. Well, but I, you know but every, single, every day without fail, I will listen to an audible. I find that at the start of the week, I can do an hour, an hour and a half a day. And then towards Friday, it's more like 10 minutes as my little brain gets tired. I never, ever stop listening to them. So I go out in the morning. Yeah, but you're a super hour. I am Superwoman. I listen to it for an hour. I already have already read for an hour in the morning before I go out. And then I go out and listen for an hour. And then while I'm making my breakfast, while I'm making prepping my lunch, while I'm putting my makeup on, I listen to audiobooks throughout. I don't like to put my makeup on. On but the way to work. What you do do, which is very freakish, is listen to... Why are you staring at me like that? But I don't, what do I do it's this like freakish? You're about to kill me. You listen to or read multiple different books at the same time. That's not normal. I do. Well, I can only listen to, sorry, read fiction before I go to sleep because why is my brain is wired. But when I wake up, I read one book, but I'm not going to audio book the same book as I'm reading, am I? So that's why a not? book as well. Well, because it's going to be a spoiler, isn't it? Or I'm going to listen to the same bit twice or no. I'm reading about three books 
at the moment at once, plus I'm listening to an audiobook as well. So that's Shoe Dog. Brilliant book. I'd give it a solid nine it's out of ten. It's probably a Shoe listen Dog. book rather than a read book, which was the point I was going to make. It's a, probably a book for on holiday where it's not very taxing on your brain. It's not going to give you any new business ideas. But what it does do is it shares the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur. Which we all know, but sometimes we pretend we want it to be a nice, flat, slowly rising journey. And it's not. And it's never going to be. So number two, I'm going to go for Traction by Gino Wickman. And the complete opposite to Shoe Dog. It really is. Yeah. In fact, Phil Knight would not have thanked you for being given the book Traction mm. in his early days. Think of it as if you're going for a run, Shoe Dog is a slice of fruit. Traction is a full-on Sunday roast with sticky toffee pudding. So it's actually a business planning book. In fact, I would use it more as a workbook than a book. It's not really a book that you start at the beginning and you read all the way through. It's a book you dip in and out of. In fact, everybody who really likes Traction, which is not everybody, when I've looked at their Traction books, they've got sticky notes sticking outside of, of traction to, for the right parts of it for the right time. So it's got like a section on the people and a section on your products. And it really teaches you how to write a business plan. And it's something that we used in our first couple of years. And now we've kind of, we've expanded our business plan to be something slightly different, but we've still got the elements of traction in it. And so it's, he actually, he created something called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, the EOS. And it makes sure that if you follow it, you're not flying by the seat of your pants to try and create your business systems, you're actually creating something that has got some future proofing in it. Hi, I'm Harry. I'm owner of Johal Sustainian Lestra and Finding Country Leicestershire. The results I've achieved through FW training and all the masterminds is just incredible. I've been able to step back from business and actually grow my business twofold, which is a great achievement. He created something called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, the EOS. And it makes sure that if you follow it, you're not flying by the seat of your pants to try and create your business systems. You're actually creating something that has got some future proofing in it. And it is really, really good. He talks about things like putting milestones in the diary. He calls them rocks and making sure that you're working on your biggest strategic priorities at any one time. And that's something that we do now. And it's something that serves us really well. Otherwise, we get very impulsive and scattered. Yeah, I think what it does teach you is the importance of having a strategy and a plan and, and sticking to it. In the first year, probably two years of where we were, we were very scatty and there was never a clear plan or target or... We just say, let's work on this now. And let's try this now. Yeah, there was nothing we were ever working towards. And I remember we sat down and we kept saying for weeks, there's not a clear strategy. We don't really know what we're working on. How do we know this week's been a success? It was kind of ad hoc. This keeps us definitely on track and we can say to each other, hang on, we shouldn't be doing this because we're supposed to be doing this. Yeah, and I think within the book, there are bits that I, not that I disagree with that I think are a bit over the top. Like, again, why does he call a milestone a rock? There are bits that don't make a lot of sense, but the premise of the book, I think, is really important. And we've always said as well that we feel that planning is actually more important than the plan. Sitting down and planning for a day, Phil and I, is probably the most valuable thing we do in the business. Having a plan that's a static plan on a wall isn't necessarily the best thing we do in the business. It's the planning to make sure we've got a shared future vision of the business and that we're working towards it and we feel like we're working towards it, making progress towards it. That's what's important. And that's really what Traction teaches you to do. It's definitely a read book, not a listen book. You can't really listen to Traction. So don't get it on audio. Yeah, I try to listen to it. It's impossible. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense, no. 
So that's number two. But uh, something to listen to over November, December. It's good towards the end of the year because it talks about having an annual strategy quite a lot. And so it's good to sit down Christmas time when hopefully you've got a bit of time away from the kids and just to thrash it out and try and work it out yourself. It will take a few times to work so you get comfortable with how it's going to work for you and your business. But doing it at the end of the year is probably the most important time to do it. Yeah, totally agree. So another book that I'm not a big fan of parables, but you particularly <laughs> like them. And you recently listened to The Five Temptations of a CEO and I read it. Yeah, and who's it by? Patrick Lencioni. I was hoping you'd have it written down, not just guess Patrick it. Lencioni. I always want to call him Frank. Um, did not. we say what who Traction was written by? Yeah, Gina Whitman. Gina Whitman, yeah. Yeah, so a parable, which I learned off Samantha Ashdown, is a educational story effectively yep. that's made up so instead of telling you what to do it tells you how somebody got it wrong it, and it's not true it's which is why i get a bit frustrated because when it tells you that he's been to the bar and he's ordered a martini and she put too much martini in why is he telling me that it's supposed to be a parable it's not a tale where to me that keeps my brain engaged and i listen to a lot of it while i run and actually the story was quite interesting so i enjoyed it Isn't it about being on a train and meeting past ceos or something we won't spoil it but yeah, kind of what that's it, what it was like, yeah, kept meeting random characters. Yeah. So you have to kind of suspend your disbelief and listen to the point of the story. Try and insert yourself into the hero, the hero's journey in the story, because he's learning really valuable things as he goes through this parable. It's super easy read. It's really short. It's either a very About quick listen. Two and a half listen. hours, I think. Yeah, it's really quick listen, isn't it? You can listen to that on the way to the airport or something. Couldn't yeah, you? it's really simple and it gets the point across quite well, I think. And what it does as well is it really explains the challenges that CEOs have and it makes it very relatable. It doesn't hurt your ego listening to it, if that makes sense. No, because you can accept what it's saying about this person is also what you're guilty yeah. of. Yeah, so you can be actually, you can listen to it with a bit of humility. So I think that's probably a listen rather than a read, but I did read it, but Phil enjoyed the listen. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So that's Five Temptations of a CEO by Patrick Lencioni. And by the way, if you've never come across Patrick Lencioni, this is about to change your life because he's got about seven books and they're all nearly as important as each other, but that is probably the best one. How are you spelling Lencioni? L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I, Lencioni. That was easier than I thought. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's number three, I think. What have you got the next one? Well, number four is a huge favourite of both of ours. And actually, breaking news, did you know that Russell Brunson have bought him, bought him out? Bought him? Bought, well, bought, bought his Dan Kennedy. strategy out. Have they? Yeah. Well done, Russell. Interesting, isn't it? So the guy we're talking about is Mr. Dan Kennedy, who is a marketing genius, quite an old school marketer. So total opposite to Russell Brunson, really, who owns ClickFunnels, which is the modern day, I suppose, sales letter, if you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the book is called Magnetic Marketing by Dan Kennedy. He's got a range of books. I don't really like his no BS books. No. Also, he collaborated with different authors on each one and it doesn't feel like it's him. No. Because he's got a real estate one that's absolutely pants. But this book is it's only about four and a half hours long, but it's constant tactics and strategies that are really easy to implement. So it's really worth doing. You've got to go in there with an open mind and you've got to enjoy marketing but if you do then you'll get some amazing ideas from it agreed and then the last one is a book that i'm currently reading which is about to change the way that we recruit and retain our team i think and it's called the no rules rules by reed hastings and reed hastings was the founder of netflix and this is one of several books that reed hastings has written or collaborated on but it's definitely my favorite so far and he talks about things like 
and I haven't got my phone because we're recording on the phone. So I've got to try and remember them now. It talks about increasing talent density. So how do you make sure that every single person on your payroll is an absolute star and deserves to be there and is progressing the business? So no freeloaders in your team. And then he talks about improving or increasing candor, by which he means improving transparency in the business. So to make sure that everybody is as transparent as they can possibly be and that there's nothing that every member of the team doesn't know, which is very hard to do. He talks about live 360s where you get 360 feedback from everybody on your team and he does it himself. So he sits in the middle of the room and all his staff say, I don't like it when you do this. <laughs> no I chance. don't like that email you sent me last week. Not There's chance. no way Phil's having that. And then the last section of the three, and he does this three times where each time he incrementally improves that element is to remove the controls. So one of the things he does is he has uh, no holiday tracking policy. Uh, we've been talking about that, haven't we? Just explain what that is. Phil. It's effectively unlimited holidays, but it's worded in that manner as to make it clear that you can't take the whole year off. But there are certain rules within that. It can't affect the business. It can't be detriment to the way the business runs. And you've got to give a certain amount of notice before you take the day off. So for example, you can't just think, oh, I can't be bothered with tomorrow. I'm going to take it off as a holiday. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't matter if it was a holiday or not a holiday in, in his rules. You just take off unlimited holidays. In America, this is a very unusual tactic or strategy because in America, they've only just started putting in formal holiday entitlements yeah. because I don't think that they did exist until fairly recently. And I think now it's something like 10 days. Nowhere near what ours is. Ours is 28 days, isn't it? Yeah. So what happens to the people that are on zero dollar contracts? contracts? Well, I don't think he has people on zero dollar contracts, but what happens no, to no, other people? What? I don't know. Yeah. Well, zero dollar wouldn't be entitled to any maybe, but in this country they are. Mm. But anyway, so those are the three things he does in the book. So no rules, rules. Firstly, he improves talent density or increases talent density. Then he has radical candor, I think he calls it, which is all about transparency. And then he removes control. So things like when somebody has to sign off a big budget, there's one guy in the book that has to sign off a two million pound budget for a film or two million dollars. And he says, who do I get to sign it off? And Reed goes, no, no, you sign it off yourself. And it sent him into an absolute tailspin because he has to sign off his own budget. But it made him improve his decision making. He said, I was up all night worrying about it. But it's responsibility. Yeah. Mm. And so everybody has that. And nobody takes anybody else's credit because everybody's actually able to sign off their own and sign off their own projects and implement their own ideas. So there's no hierarchy of decisions and signing off, which is very, very unusual again in an American company. In any company. In any company. So it's a really interesting way of looking at your company and based on just three very, very simple premises is something I think that you can implement on your own. So out of all those, I mean, I'm reading this one because I find myself having to keep rereading sections. I don't know what it's going to be like to listen to, but Phil's about to start listening to it, so he'll be able to tell us. Also, doesn't it make a massive difference who's reading the book? That really, really frustrates me. I'm listening to a book that's been recommended to me by loads of people called The Competitive Advantage by Michael Porter. And it is the dullest reader you can ever not listen to because I'm not listening to him. It's on in the background. It's like... Mm-hmm. I like when the... Like the, drone. the um... They put a little bit of emotion in. Well, the Alex Ferguson one that you've just listened to. Yeah, that was quite was good. Like that, wasn't I started it? listening to one this morning called The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. Who's, and, who's is that? Oh, I, can't, I don't really look at the who, who it is, sorry. <laughs> but the person reading that, if he says something that's funny, he would, you know, he wouldn't just read it straight. He'd laugh a bit. And that helps. What about my reading in my book? Mine was excellent, I think. Well, to this point, you don't want Siri reading it, do you? That's, who's the sales guy? He sounds like Siri in his book. Oh. The old guy. The old guy, what's his name? Not Zig Ziglar. No, not no, no. the other one. Yeah. Is it Brian? Brian. Yeah, Brian somebody. Can't remember. We'll remember and we'll put it in the show yeah, notes Yeah, he's, for you. Uh, that audible's painful. Yeah, it is, yeah. 
It's like, Alexa, read me a book. Success strategies, isn't it? 21 success strategies. Can't remember. I thought his name was Brian as well. So anyway, there are five books. If you want us to review any books that you've got suggestions for, we'd be very happy to do that. We're not Waterstones. We've got No Rules, Rules by Reed Hastings. We've got Traction by Gina Whitman. We've got Five Temptations of a CEO by Patrick Mancioni. We've got Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And we've got Dan Kennedy's Magnetic, Magnetic Marketing. Marketing. So that's five amazing books. One of those has got to resonate with somebody. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Well, we've read them all. And if you can't think what to get your partner for Christmas, do not get one of those books. <laughs> That's the next podcast. Five tips to what not to buy or what to buy your partner for Christmas. <laughs> you can do that one on your own. Mm, I wouldn't know. Would. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions. That's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift.